Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. And it's such an honor that you are here, especially in light of everything that we are going through as a nation, as a globe, as a community. It is an honor that you are here. So whether this is your first time being a part of this podcast, whether you are listening or watching, whether you're listening on iHeart or Spotify or iTunes or Google, or you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, no matter how you're partaking in this, Color and Chaos is an acknowledgement. It's in the times of immense chaos, confusion, of, of just moments that are uncomfortable. Those are the moments that not only grow me and develop me as a man, as a person, but grow and develop me when it comes to my relationship with my creator, savior, and sustainer. So often it's the chaos that tells us what to feel or what to think, but instead of looking to the chaos and elevating chaos above us, instead of looking at my external circumstances to provide a color in my life, I'm gonna look to my creator, savior, and sustainer, the only one that can bring a color out of the chaos. And so that's the cry and heartbeat of this podcast, and it just seems that it's such a perfect fit for especially what we're going through when it comes to the virus and uh, everything that's going on with that. So I would be honored to pray for you, and I want to encourage you to pray with me as well. But here, let's pray. Lord God, just thank you for who you are. And Lord, at the end of the day, we can rest knowing that these external circumstances do not tell the truth. With all the unknown and the things that are changing outside and even within us, Lord, we know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, Lord, I pray for those that are listening or watching this that they haven't come to that realization yet or or maybe they're struggling. Maybe there's pent-up anger or frustration or hurt, not only with what's going on currently in current events, but maybe things that have happened previously within their lives Lord, no matter what those that are listening or watching this comes in today's episode with, Lord, I just pray that you meet them in a real and relevant way. Lord, please help us look to you and not to the things around us. Lord, you are a creator, savior, and sustainer. Lord, help us break our heart for what breaks yours. Lord, help us see you in this chaos. And so, Jesus, we pray and we ask all this in your name. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. This last Sunday was a crazy Sunday. Um, as many of you may know, or, or maybe you don't know, um, one of the blessings of my life is the ability to be able to pastor at a local church. Here in Michigan, it's because of the state of emergency and the national crisis that we are going through here in the United States and, and all the way through throughout the globe, one of the requirements is to, uh, to voluntarily quarantine and to not be around uh, more than a small handful of people at a specific time. And so because of that, we weren't able to have, have uh, our, our gathering on Sunday and we weren't able to, um, to, to, to be together as a church body, as a family. But one of the things uh, that we did instead of meeting in person was to have, um, have the service online. And so by the, by the grace of God through technology, we we're able to um, virtually um, just send out uh, the, the week's message and to be able to engage with others online. But in the craziness of this unknown time that we are going through, it would be naive for me to imagine that, that you watching or listening to this is not affected in, in even greater ways. Uh, it would be naive for me to uh, not think about those that have potentially lost a job through this crisis or, or maybe are struggling to make ends meet or maybe can't even provide food uh, for, for your family, or even you yourself, maybe you're hurt and upset and frustrated because the certain plans that you have weren't able to be fulfilled because of the changing variables all around us concerning 
this virus. One of the passages that have been reassuring me through all this chaos and confusion and all the unknown variables that are constantly changing at a moment-by-moment basis as it feels like, one of the passages that have been reassuring to me is Hebrews 13, verse 8. And in Hebrews 13, verse 8, the writer writes these words. He says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let that sink in for a second. Even though all of this has honestly taken me by surprise and more than likely have taken you by surprise as well, even though all of our plans have been upheavaled and, and, and shuffled all around and there's things that we are going through and dealing with right now that we could have never expected that we would have to deal with, at the end of the day, there's a rest that comes from knowing that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so this message is a message that I've recorded on Sunday for my students and, and for their families. But I wanted to share it with you because I feel like within this, within this message that there is so many fundamental truths that no matter who you are, no matter your age or where you're at or what you're going through, that this applies to each and every single one of us. So here, here's the message that was recorded Sunday, and, and I pray that it meets you in a real and relevant way. What do we do? What do we do? How do we respond when there's things in our life that, that happen that go beyond what we have planned, what we maybe expected to happen? Even right now, like we're talking about with this virus, there's a lot of things that have happened that were unexpected. This passage that I want to read from in the scripture, the disciples were in a very similar situation. They were in a situation where they, they expected something to happen in a certain way, but it happened in a completely different way. It's, it's kind of crazy because Jesus told them many times that, hey, look, I'm going to die. I'm going to be betrayed. And it's, it's the Lord's will. And I'm going to rise again. And the disciples just did not understand it. They could not compute. Because in their mind, if Jesus is the Savior, if Jesus is the Messiah that the Old Testament talked about, then it makes no sense for him to give his life. Why would he give himself? Why would he be killed? Like he's Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Can't can he protect his life? And so even though Jesus told him, hey, look, I'm about to tell you something, it completely went out of their head because their expectations were not what Jesus was saying. And so in this, I'm about to read this passage. And I want to translate that into different passages throughout the scripture that go along with this idea. How do we respond when things don't go the way that we expect them to go? And so this is John 16. I want to read, um, starting with verse 31 and then finish uh, with 33. But this is what John 16, verse 31 says. Jesus asked, do you finally believe? But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when you will be scattered each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I'm gonna read verse 33 one more time. Jesus says this, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Now I'm reading from the NLT, so your translation might be a little bit different, but I want to kind of just break this down. Sometimes when I read scripture, every single time I read scripture, it's really easy to just kind of skim over it, but it's important for me, especially the way that I process, I have to slow down and actually look at the words and look at, okay, okay, what what is this really saying? You don't have peace right now because I am telling you 
that look, I am going to, to, to leave. I'm going to die. I'm going to be betrayed and delivered and everything. And so I identify that that is causing a lack of peace within you. But the same thing that's causing a lack of peace within you, I want to be a catalyst for you not to look at that, but instead to place your peace within me. So Jesus is saying the external circumstances is going to look really bad. But instead of you looking to the external circumstances, for instance, me being delivered, me taken and me, you know, you know, on a cross. Look, don't look to the external circumstances to find your peace because it won't give you peace. But instead, look to me and I will give you peace. Then he goes on to say, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Now, if we pause right here and we don't know the rest of this verse, we can maybe try to fill it in the blanks with what we may think would be the answer, right? So let's think. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, blank. All right, well, sometimes we try to fill that in with, well, take heart, why? Because at least know that I have a full charge on my cell phone and I can do something when I get bored. Or blank. I at least know that I have uh, friends that I can talk to, um, whenever I feel um, just kind of overwhelmed. Or maybe we might say, well, okay, well, I, I can take heart because I have a hobby or a skill that I'm really good at and that kind of gets me distracted from whatever is burdening me. But at the end of the day, Jesus identifies that we don't take heart in anything else but having peace in him through knowing that he himself has overcome. The disciples are about to go through an unknown time. And they're about to have a season where they can't even understand themselves what is going on. If somebody comes up to them and says, what just happened? They will have nothing to tell them. You know, the, these same disciples that a lot of times kind of live as if they had all the answers. Right now, they're, they're, they're in a spot where they're like, look, I don't have all the answers. But they can point to the one who does have the answers. So Jesus is saying, look, whenever there's times where you don't have a peace, and that you are struggling with taking heart and saying, I can rest, I can have a peace because of those trials and sorrows and everything. Every single time that that happens, if you would instead trying to find peace within the external circumstances of your life, that at times are good and at times bad, if you can take heart in knowing that Jesus, that, that Jesus himself has overcome the world, so he would be telling his disciples, he's like, look, I have overcome the exact same things that are burdening you right now. So because I have overcome, if you look to me and place your identity and your trust and your peace and your security within me, then if I overcame, then you can overcome as well. There are many times, even as a pastor, that I struggle with truly believing what the word of God says. So sometimes I can read a passage like this and it says, hey, I have told you all this, so you will have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. There are times where I feel as if that, okay, Jesus, there are things that maybe you didn't ever overcome that I'm dealing with. There are emotions that I'm dealing with right now that it feels as if you are not there. It feels as if you don't care. It feels as if I'm alone. And, and, and sometimes I have to kind of ask myself, okay, I feel this way, but then the word of God is saying this, Lord, help reconcile the word of God with how I'm feeling and Lord, produce within me that peace. Lord, I want to live as if you have overcome. And, and what I have to do in those moments 
is I have to remind myself of the truth. Because at the end of the day, there's something about my emotions that I don't really think about a lot. And especially with what we're going through today as, as a church, as a youth group, as a, a community, as a, as a, as a nation, there's, there's a lot of feelings that we have that go against having a peace. But this is a verse that, that I think about a lot when it comes to our emotions. This is Jeremiah 17 verse 9. Go ahead. And I'll give you a pause. Flip to Jeremiah 17 9 and then play this video. All right, here we go. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I'm gonna read that one more time. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? In this passage, we're reminded that we can't trust our emotions. That when we have those emotions that go against the word of God, instead of us telling what the word of God should say or doesn't say or what is true and not true, Instead of letting our emotions have the upper hand over truth, we instead let truth have the upper hand over our emotions. So right now, within this chaos and confusion and the frustration, when things don't go the way that we planned, we can rest when we say, Lord, God, you got to help me. Help my emotions line up with your word. Lord, I surrender. I acknowledge that I, myself, in my own understanding, that I can easily easily be forgetting the truth. Another passage that I think about that goes along with this is a passage in Isaiah 55 verse 8. So I'm going to pause real quick. Isaiah 55 verse 8. Isaiah this, he says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. But not only is your heart deceitful, but your expectations sometimes can be nothing of what I have planned. You may expect A to happen, but I all along, A wasn't what I wanted to happen. And at the end of the day, Isaiah, do you trust that your thoughts may not be what I am thinking? And so at the end of the day, what we're going through, we can rest knowing that, okay, Lord, even though this isn't what I expected, even though this isn't what I had planned, Lord, you are here right now that you will not leave me. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, Moses says this. He says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. But you cannot be afraid. Why? Because if you can just pause for a second, realize that the Lord knows everything that we're about to walk through together. The Lord knows every single thing and that he will lead us. He's, he's a thousand steps ahead of us. Even if you want to think of it on a smaller scale, he is a step ahead of us. He has many steps ahead of us. He knows tomorrow. He knew Thursday that almost everything would shut down, including local churches, including schools. He knew Thursday. I went into the office and I didn't know. It wasn't until the end of the day that, that things started changing. I literally went home and like told my brother, because he's here right now. He's uh, he's here from uh, Chicago. You would have met him uh, last week if you were uh, at LP Students. But I told my brother when I came home on Thursday, I said, dude, man, this, this was one of the weirdest days I think I can remember in a very long time. Because so much things changed in just a day. So many things changed. And, and Moses is telling them here in Deuteronomy 30, 31 verse 8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. 
He will never leave you nor never forsake you. Heavy heart, students, if there's anything I can stress to you during this time, is that yes, there is a lot of things that are new, that are different, even me talking to you right now. This is different. Maybe even having youth group online, that might be a different concept. Maybe not leaving your house might be a different concept. Maybe not having school or or a lot of other things. It, it, this, this, is a, this is a weird time. But at the end of the day, in all this changes all around us, we have a God who does not change. And if we place our faith in anything else besides him, then our emotions, our thoughts, everything is going to be all over the place for the rest of our life. And not only that, but we're trusting. When we don't trust in God, we trust in ourselves. And what that is saying is saying, God, you are not the I am, I am. God, you are not God, I am. And, and that's pride, that's arrogance. May we not have a, a heart of pride and arrogance because that's the epitome, that's the epitome of what Jesus died for. He died so that we wouldn't have to try to do this on our own. He died because we were dead in our sins. We need Jesus. We don't need Jesus just when there's a virus going on. We need Jesus every single moment of every single day. And maybe you may be listening or watching this. You're saying, look, I don't have peace. Or I, I, I have a, kind of a functional peace through all these external things. But I'm starting to realize that if I start to find my peace in the things of this world, that it's not true peace. Because in a moment... It could be taken away. Maybe you realize, maybe for the first time, that that your your life has been revolving around your thoughts, your expectations, your emotions. And maybe for the first time, you're starting to say, "Lord, there has to be more." That 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 I I wasn't just an accident, but that I was created, and and a creator will always create with a purpose, and a, and a good creator will always make that purpose known. And maybe you're thinking for the first time right now, you're saying, look, through all these things that are happening that I did not expect, that I maybe didn't even want, I'm starting to realize that, goodness gracious, this life is not about me. What I would encourage you to do is to take a moment and pause. God is still God and God is still good. I have a I have a backpack. I've showed you this before, guys. I have a backpack full of these journals. And I'll tell you what, if there's anything in this journal from the word of God that does not hold true today, then it's not the word of God. The word of God is everlasting. It's living and active. It, the word of God transcends what goes on externally around us. Right now, I open up a random page. This is November 3rd, 2019. I'm going to read this. Galatians 6, verse 7 to 8. Do not be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Guys, this applies today even with this virus. There's nothing in this verse that does not apply. That's the hope. That's the rest we can have and have in a life. Surrender to Jesus saying, Jesus, I'm yours. Lord, I know apart from you, I'm dead in my sins. And Lord, the only way that I can have life is be, by surrendering to you, the source of all life. Jesus, you died not only for me to have life. John 10, 10, Jesus said, I did not come just for you to have life, but life everlasting. The life that we can have through Christ is a life 
filled with peace that goes beyond our external circumstances, joy that goes beyond our external circumstances, and the security in knowing that this is not our home. That, that when we surrender to Jesus, we can have life everlasting. There truly is color in chaos. That we have a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, even with all the craziness. So I want to pray for you. I know that there might be a lot of frustration, a lot of hurt, a lot of anger, a lot of confusion, a lot of hopelessness or helplessness, or maybe even depression of all this stuff that's going on, or maybe even indifference, whatever you're feeling right now. May we bring our emotions to him, knowing that our our, our emotions are, are deceitful above all things to say, Lord, help us hear you through this difficult time. And so here, let's pray. Lord God, just thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing. Lord, I thank you for each and every student, those that are listening and watching this, even those that are not. Lord, help us look to you. Help our eyes be on you. Help us find a peace and a security through your word that goes even into the good days. Lord, may we not just seek you when times are bad or challenging or difficult or unknown. But God, you desire a relationship with each and every one of us. So Lord, for those that have not yet asked you to be Lord of their life, have not yet acknowledged that they are sinners in need of a savior, Lord, will you please just meet us where we are? Break our heart for what breaks yours. And Lord, we give our lives to you. We need you, Lord. We admit that we are nothing without you. We believe that Jesus, that you came, lived the life that we couldn't live and died the death that we deserve. And Lord, that you rose again, you defeated death. And in you, we can have peace. Why? Because you overcome the world. And so, Lord, we just ask for you to be our all in all, be our peace, help us rest, knowing that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, in your name, we pray and we surrender. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All of the unknown serves as a reminder that this is not our home. All of the changing variables and circumstances is a, is a steady reminder that we are not in control. So heavy heart, no matter what you are going through, no matter what you will go through, my hope and my prayer is that you and me, all of us, that we will lean into our creator, savior, and sustainer, seeking him for the source of our strength, seeking him to be the source of, of any peace within us. And may those that, that maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're like me and you, and you're a follower of Christ and and maybe you've been just dealing with so many things recently and, and, and so many things have been just kind of bogging you down and taking away your attention from Christ. May this time of isolation serve as a moment where we can pause and start to ask the questions that we have been burying deep down inside and also have a conversation with our Creator, Savior, Sustainer that maybe we've been neglecting to have. Because at the end of the day, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Heavy hearts rest easy. You are not alone. We are in this together. I look forward to talking to you next week, Lord willing, and, and God bless you no matter where you're at. If there's anything I could be praying for you about or anything heavy on your heart, feel free to reach out to me, and I would love to have a conversation with you. Heavy heart, you are not alone. I'll talk to you later. God bless you.